Hey, welcome to Five Minutes. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 1 uh, for today. This is from today's reading. We're going to start here in verse 6. And Paul says this to Timothy, this young pastor that he's been mentoring and raising up in the faith and encouraging. So it's a letter from Paul to Timothy. He says this, Therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. And he says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Here's the question, and I ask myself this question. Is that the spirit that I live by? Now, I believe that this is connected to the Holy Spirit. It's not like God just gives me a, a specific spirit of these things. I believe it's a, it's a connection to or a result of the Holy Spirit in me and in you. I mean, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we're told that the Holy Spirit would come and they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came upon them. And so I believe that this is connected to us, being connected to the Holy Spirit in us. But where God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of one of power, love, and sound judgment. Friends, we're not, we're not, we don't need to be afraid. We have the spirit of power. We have the spirit, not to be afraid, but a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment. This ability to think through things well, or self-discipline, or training up. That's what that phrase, uh, sound judgment, means. So the ability to think well, also self-discipline, training up. So he's given us that, this spirit. I ask myself, do I live according to that spirit, or am I driven by fear? What about you? With all that goes on in our world, with all that's going on and has been going on, especially recently in the last few years, are we driven by a spirit of fear or are we driven by the spirit that God gives to us? The spirit of power, love, and what? Self-control or sound judgment. So it goes on to verse 8. So, now guys, that connects it. So because we don't have the spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment, so don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. So, so because we've been given this spirit of of power and love and sound judgment, let's not be ashamed of the testimony of the gospel, or the testimony about Jesus, or of me, his prisoner. He's like, don't be ashamed of me, the prisoner of Jesus. Instead, this is what you should do. So don't be ashamed of these things. Instead, share in suffering for the gospel. Friends, he's, he invites he invites Timothy. Hey, instead of Instead of running away in fear or shirking back and being ashamed of the gospel because of being afraid, I want you to move forward in the spirit of power, love, and self-control or um, sound judgment that you've been given. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of Paul being in prison. Don't do those things. No, no. Instead, share in the suffering that comes with knowing Jesus. Share in the suffering that comes with knowing the gospel. Friends, there is suffering that comes with us following Jesus, but I would say, at least in our culture here in the States, suffering, we pretty much do everything we can to get away from it, and here Paul is inviting Timothy into it. And friends, I wonder how often Jesus is calling us to do that as well. How often do our fears cause us to pull back because we're afraid of what's to come, that suffering might come with us knowing the gospel, following Jesus, and here Paul, here Paul says, man, don't be led by fear. I want you to be led by faith. Not by fear, but by faith. In this spirit of power and love and self-control or, or sound judgment, go forward, accept suffering when it comes. I don't think we have to go around looking for it. But we also trust God when the suffering comes. We entrust ourselves to him and know that we'll be lifted up in due time that God himself will bring us comfort. He goes on to say this, relying on the power of God. So we're going to go through some, some suffering because of the gospel. And when we do rely upon God, goes on to say, he has saved us and called us with a holy calling. 
So yes, we've been saved from our sin, but he's also called us to a holy calling. It's not just about being saved and waiting for heaven. It's about the fact we've been, we've been saved, brought into relationship with God, and then given a, a holy purpose. We've been connected to what God's mission is. And his mission when, he, when Jesus came the first time was to seek and save the lost, not to bring condemnation, but to save people. And then the second time Jesus comes, it's his judgment. But the first time he came was to bring salvation. goes on. Uh, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Now, friends, that's so important to see. We worship and follow a God who is outside of time, yet somehow lives inside of time with us all at the same time. He's not bound by time and our knowing him, our being saved by him, our being called into his holy purpose according to his, according to his grace and according to his, his desire all this was put into place before time began. And verse 10, this is how, I'm sorry, this is now, this has now been made evident through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and, and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel, I was appointed a herald, apostle, and teacher. Notice Paul understands, hey, I've been given this calling. And that is why I suffer these things, but I am not ashamed because I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. Notice that part again, the last part. But I am not ashamed because I know whom I have believed. Here's why Paul was not ashamed of the gospel. Here's why Paul was not ashamed to go to prison. He wasn't ashamed that he was a prisoner for Christ because he knew. He says, I am not ashamed because I know whom I have believed. In other words, he knew Jesus and he deemed Jesus worth it. Do we? Do we deem Jesus to be worth whatever comes our way that we will not be ashamed of the gospel? Because he says to the church in Rome in chapter one of Romans, I'm not, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? It's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And so whatever it is to come my way, because I believe in the gospel, so be it. And I will entrust myself to the power of God, just like he says here. And here's the thing, all this, all this that we may go through, if you're going through a time of suffering because you follow Jesus, we come back to the question, this question, is Jesus worth it? Because I want to remind you, Jesus took a cross. And this isn't a guilt thing. This is to remind you of your value in Jesus. When I ask myself, is Jesus worth it? I have to, I have to go back to this reminder. Jesus deemed me worth it. And the fact that he deemed me worth it is seen the fact that he took the cross for me because of me, in my place, because he deemed me worth it. Jesus, uh, Guys, Jesus is worth it. He is so worth it. But to look at all, just go 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 6, go through verse 12. Just read it and reread it and reread it. Be blown away. I pray this is an encouragement to you and a challenge. Love you all more than you know. We'll talk soon.